Hey sis, welcome to Beyond the Military Podcast, where faith-led military women overcome burnout and create more balance. Just imagine having enough time to focus on your faith, family, and have more fun while still serving as a woman leader. In this podcast, you will walk away with the tools to help you navigate the busy life of a military woman, organize your mind, overcome overwhelm, create a prioritization playbook, and a balanced blueprint for integrating faith, family, and career. Yeses in that order. Hi, I'm Wendy Ray, woman of God, wife, mama of two, Army veteran, and certified life coach. And I'm here to help you create a life of meaning outside of the military, a life of laughter, joy, and intentional free time. If you are ready to overcome burnout and create balance as a faith-led military woman, sis, this podcast is for you. So loosen up your laces and grab your coffee because it's time to step into freedom and peace. Hello, ladies, and welcome to episode 71. I am so happy to be here. As you know, I probably say this every episode, but I am genuinely just so excited to sit with you from wherever you're tuning in, either your car, your home, or your office even. And I just love sitting behind the mic and sharing with you what I know. And if you stumbled upon this podcast and you're new here, I want to welcome you. And thank you so much for tuning in. I love everything about um, sharing the tools that I've um, shared with my clients that I have used in my personal life. So the power of coaching for me is everything because um, it really helps me identify and become aware of what's happening in my mind. And also with my clients, right? I think you know, we sometimes forget that we're human, <laughs> that our mind is going to go crazy. And, you know, even more so when, you know, our foundation in faith and God that we have and, you know, using that as well every single day is pretty much everything. And, you know, being that we're not perfect and we're in this broken world, I think it's always beneficial for us to have the tools readily, readily available, the resources and that's really how we get better, right? Because I firmly believe that the more that we can be um, a better human, improve and learn and just grow and develop every, um, or at least in an area of our lives that we aspire to, I think that we're winning. And, you know, with that, I am just, again, excited to bring on um, our amazing women that are going to be uh, sharing their stories here on this podcast that are going beyond the military, beyond their military career, and really just doing amazing things, either as coaches, as business owners, as authors, or even as speakers. So I hope that you've enjoyed some of our guests that we've had for Black History Month in honoring military women, Black military women specifically, and how we're going to continue to empower and encourage other military women as a whole in March as well, celebrating Women's History Month. So I hope you're ready for that because when I tell you these ladies are bringing it and these ladies are out there ready to help you, regardless of the area that you may or may not think you need help in, I'm telling you, like, these girls got you, these ladies got you. And more so, you know, being that they're also, you know, women of faith, women that um, are believers. And I think that that's really what resonated with me um, when I heard them and their story and, you know, how they're just so passionate and eager to help our female veteran community, which, you know, sometimes it's hard to find. It's hard to um, find other women that know the moments and experiences that you faced and, 
you know how sometimes that can be challenging alone. And, you know, with that, I am really happy to share with you this topic regarding our um, way or the way that we communicate with our spouse, with our family. And it's sometimes hard, you all. It's hard to turn off the switch or make the switch when, you know, from where we went where we are in our career, in our, you know, active duty career or our career as leaders in another field, in another environment, to then, um, you know, switch and then focus and communicate with our husbands or our kids. So I wanted to make this episode about family, about, you know, being able to recognize the three things that we want to focus on and be more intentional, right? Because I talk a lot here on, you know, being intentional with not only your time, but also with the people around you, right? Because I think it, it begins with setting that time um, to focus on the people that you love, that quality time, you know, what are you prioritizing? And again, if you're new here, highly recommend that you start, um, you know, listening to a few episodes, one that is really popular right now, by the way, um, has exceeded um, our wanted versus unwanted feelings episode, which was episode three. So right now it's um, self-doubt, the episode on self-doubt. And, you know, I think that when we don't have our priorities straight or we're not clear of our goals, we're not clear of where we want to go, that's when it's easier for um, self-doubt to creep in. And especially when we don't have a foundation um, or a biblical foundation on um, encouraging us to be okay with having self-doubt, but also to lean into God and seek him. Because I think that that's the most important part, the most important piece of, you know, any negative emotion that we encounter. So again, you know, I highly recommend that you go listen to the self-doubt episode and, you know, again, being intentional with how we're communicating with our loved ones, how we are setting that time and creating priorities and boundaries and being able to follow through on what we've uh, on the plan that we've set for ourselves to follow through for when we are with them. Right. So that's why I um, wanted to focus this episode and this topic because not only based on a client that I had um, like last year, she brought up this situation or this circumstance about the way her and her husband were um, pretty much clashing, um, regardless of what the circumstance was. And, you know, as I teach you guys here, as I um, demonstrate through the coaching model on how our mind works and the things that we do is based on our thinking. That's where it stems and that's where it begins. So then our thoughts about that circumstance is going to create those feelings, right? It could be feeling of um, being defensive. Like you feel, you feel like you're being defensive. You may feel um, frustrated. You may feel overwhelmed. And then that's going to drive the action that comes after it, right? So again, when we aren't intentional and we don't pay attention to that, it's very easy to lose focus, right? So the three things that I want to focus on or the three things that I would encourage you and offer you to focus on when communicating with your husband, with your kids, with, you know, family members, your significant other are these three things that I will talk about because we then um, 
we go into this space of just not wanting to communicate it at all or not wanting to um, spend any time on figuring that out. And I think that, you know, being able to do that ahead of time and, you know, the three things that I'm going to share with you here shortly, it's going to help you become aware. And I'm also going to kind of offer you, you know, what you can do to, um, to help you um, take that step forward and improve that relationship or that communication with your husband. Because this is something that I struggled with tremendously. Um, my husband and I have been married for a little over 10 years. And, you know, I think that communication was the biggest factor for us, um, especially as we were both going through our military careers at a young age and, you know, commissioning as officers at very, very young age. Um, I think I commissioned at age 20 and he did so as well. So we were two lieutenants um, commissioning at a very young age because we went through this early commissioning program. So again, not being able to communicate um, or be able to separate how you communicate at work and communicating with your, with your husband, with your partner, with your significant other and your kids. It's, a very huge difference. So the first thing that I want you to focus on is, you know, wanting to take control of, of how you communicate with your husband or this individual, your loved one, or your little loved ones, right? Like for me, that's something that I have to learn too on how to, you know, communicate with my kids. But I'm going to use my husband as an example because I think that this is something that we struggle with a lot, especially if you're a dual military couple, especially if you both have very important roles in your careers, especially if you are in two different locations and communication is key, right? And I think for the most part, communication is key. Yes, of course. But we want to take control of how the person responds, right? Like we are so um, eager to do that, not because that's who we are, but more so that's how we've become or who we've become in the process of being a leader in the military, right? We we are told to um, take control when we are in control, right? When we are given that position, when we are giving that leadership position. So we're so used to it that we forget that we don't necessarily have to respond in that way at home with our husbands or with our kids. So you know, I want you to focus on that first step this week. You know, are you trying to take control of how that person responds? And by that, I mean, you know, can you accept them for who they are, regardless of what the reaction will be, regardless of um, how they respond to what you want to communicate or what you want to say to them, right? Because I think that we sometimes, um, at least for me, I always envision this person just agreeing with me, right? Like my husband's, of course, he's going to agree on, you know, the idea that I have or the concern that I have. Um, but because that's not what's happening, I immediately try to take control of the situation and want to convince him to agree with me or even more so I want to give him all this, um, these facts and these da this data that's going to support the way I want him to respond, right? So we again, um, want to take control. And then number two, we 
don't know how to ask for help when we're communicating with our husbands. Instead of asking for help, we're kind of like telling them what they need to do in a way that is very demanding. Um, I know that's something that I used to do a lot um, early in our marriage. And it wasn't out of, again, of um, a disrespectful way, um, but it was just a way that I had kind of been trained um, growing up. And also, as I was getting trained in my leadership program, and also, you know, within my first duty station at Fort Bragg, I mean, either you take charge or you're going to get run over. Like, I don't care what rank you are, especially as a uh, first lieutenant. I mean, they will run over you, not because you're not a great leader, but because you're not taking the lead. You are not, um, you know, being, you know, demanding. And um, I think that that's something that I early on didn't catch on to. And it was very detrimental to the conversations that I had with my husband. So instead of, you know, asking him to pick up the kids, I'd be like, you need to pick up the kids by 630 today. You need to pick up the kids. and do this and, you know, get them dinner. And, you know, instead of reminding him of like, hey, I have this meeting at 5 p.m. and it's going to run, you know, a little over 6 p.m. Can you please um, remind, uh, set a reminder to pick up the kids today by this time because daycare closes at X time, right? 6.30. So, you know, the difference is now being aware that you're not in control here, right? Because we're each individuals. We're two humans doing our best to not only um, improve our marriage, our relationship, but also raise our kids and also, you know, fulfill our our duties as military officers or, you know, for you, it may be, you know, as leaders, as NCOs. So again, being aware that not um, not to be demanding, but to um, ask for help instead of telling them what to do or telling your husband what to do or and even more so to your kids. You know, the example that I want to give here is, you know, I love to give my kids options. Like they just have options. And when you're intentional about it, um, to all my mamas out there, you'll learn how to get creative um, in a way that most of the time their options are going to be very similar. And they honestly won't even realize that the the options that they have are still leading to the same goal that you want, right? So, um, you know, you actually recognizing that and being intentional about it helps you give them options. And now you're giving them the autonomy to make a decision, right? Now they're like, oh, my mom's not telling me to do something. She's kind of asking me you know, what she wants me to pick out for dinner or, um, you know, wear for school tomorrow, whatever it may be, um, or, you know, unload the dishwasher, right? That's something that I, <laughs> I got really creative with asking him, asking them instead of telling them because, you know, I gave them an option. I said, well, if you unload the dishwasher before you do your homework, then, you know, immediately after your homework, you can, um, go and get on your iPads or go watch TV or go outside and play versus if you wait to unload the dishwasher until after your homework, now you're going to focus on doing the chore after you just used your like mental um, 
your your mental um, strength, right? So like the your intellectual property. So they're like, well, it makes sense that I unload the dishwasher prior to doing my homework. But you see how I gave them the option, full autonomy to decide how they wanted to do it, not realizing that I was asking them, the, the ask was to unload the dishwasher. So again, just, you know, understanding that humans, especially um, kids and, you know, our, our family members, we want to be treated as we're loved. And I think that, you know, that's one of the things that, um, you know, I can appreciate that, that God has given us, you know, he's given us the freedom of will. Like, yeah, he gives us instruction in the Bible. He gives us, you know, the truth and what he wants for us. But at the end of the day, we make a decision on how he wants us to um, make, we make a decision based on how, um, you know, we want to show up that day or do. So again, doing that with your husband, with your kids, with the people that you love, instead of being demanding. Because again, we can do that, not because of who we are, but, but, but because of who we've become, because we're, it's so ingrained of our leadership role, right? So it's like, when in charge, take charge. And, and that's what we tend to do. So instead of actually asking for help, we're telling them um, to do something versus, again, asking. And then the last thing, and I thought this was very, very ironic, but I'm like, I'm going to share it anyways, because this is literally what I used to do. So I have here the three things that I want you to, fo I mean, the, the third thing for you to focus on is um, the lack of communication that you are actually um, making. So paying attention to you not communicating when you want to communicate with your husband. So let me give you an example. This is what I mean. There are things that come up randomly in my mind that I'm like, oh, I have to go tell my husband that we need to get this done, right? It could be like um, doing our updating, like getting our will together and all of that other stuff, right? Like just things that randomly come up. And so then I'm like, well, how am I going to like, you know, get this together without forcing him to do something? Or, you know, updating this and looking at different insurance. I mean, just anything like random things that come up or, you know, our trip, you know, for spring break this year. Like, what exactly are we doing? You know, going over details and everything. Right. So I'm, I'm doing all of this in my head. But then I don't communicate it, meaning that I keep it all in my brain thinking that I've already communicated it with him or that if I communicate it with him too soon, it's not going to somehow, you know, come out as I planned, right? So what I mean by that is that we're carrying all of, you know, this mental and emotional um, toll already from work, from, you know, family things that are, you know, um, extended family members that's happening, friends, um, your business, your your job itself. I mean, you have so much going on that we then we're like, you know what? We're just not going to talk about that because it's not going to serve us right in this moment. So then when it's time to get that done or when we get closer, now we're like 
frustrated and overwhelmed and tired and exhausted. And we have failed to communicate the one thing that we wanted to communicate. And for the most part, it's, you know, little things like, oh, what are we doing in the backyard for the spring? Or where are we going on this trip? Or, you know, what exactly do we want to get done by the summer, right? With the kids and events and, you know, different things like that. And by that, I mean like sports. So again, going into the the means of not communicating um, what we had in mind to communicate, right? So I want you to consider these three things. And, you know, just to give you a recap, the first thing is, um, you know, are you taking too much control in the conversation and wanting to take control on how they respond? So pretty much simply accepting them for who they are and accept, accepting their, their reactions and their response, even if it's one that you did not envision or do not expect. Two, I want you to focus on asking for help instead of demanding the help, instead of demanding them to do the thing that you want them to do. And number three, are you um, lacking communication because it's a lot um, to handle at that moment or it's not the right time or you think that, um, you know, based on the agenda that you have for them already, that is probably not going to happen, you know, because you're also possibly thinking, you know, I have a lot going on mentally and emotionally right now. So I'm just not going to communicate this with, you know, my husband. And it could, at the end of the day, you know, down the line, make an impact in, um, in your communication as a whole. So those are the three things that, you know, I would offer you to focus on for this week, for the remainder of this week. Because when I tell you that you can start focusing on the little things, especially when it's, you know, trying to take control of how they respond, um, telling them what to do and, you know, kind of like how you speak to your soldiers is not how you're going to speak to your husband, right? Like how um, you communicate with your team at work isn't how you want to communicate at home because you are speaking in in two different um, um, types of leadership roles, right? So the way I always like to offer this to my clients too is, you know, thinking about it, yes, you are a leader at home as well. You know, I'm not taking away that you're not a leader and only your husband is a leader. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is, you know, how can you both go 100% in, not the 50-50, but how can you both go 100% in in empowering one another? And, um, you know, coming together as an actual team versus, you know, I'm the one in charge or he's the one in charge and, you know, taken away from who you are as a person, as an individual who God has set you to be here on this earth, right? So when we can think about it in that way and really express ourselves when we communicate with one another, you know, without taking control, without telling them what to do. And without, you know, keeping anything away from them that is going to be crucial in the long run, right? Like, I think that when we do that, I know that not only your communication with your husband will improve, but also with your little ones. Like, I'm telling you, like, this has helped me tremendously and it has given me so much awareness of how I speak to my kids and how I know my kids feel when I do speak with them, right? Because 
as you all know, and you've heard this, it's not what you say, but how you say it. So, you know, being really conscious of what's in your mind before you even communicate, I think it's also a big key, a big, you know, takeaway to really clean up your thinking, clean up your thoughts, clean up what is it in there that's, you know, going on before you have a communication um, or a conversation with your husband, because it's so important that we're intentional with, you know, spending that time with them, um, you know, as a family, but also spending that one-on-one time um, together, because it really, um, really helps you both grow in a way where you both are identifying things that you could improve on, right? And I think that the more we can do that with an open mind, with a loving heart, and just be being okay and being fully present with them and accepting them for who they are, I think is everything and honestly has completely changed my relationship with my husband. You know, when we communicate about things, it's, I'm no longer like, okay, he needs to like listen to what I have to say and he doesn't have to disagree. And, you know, he better not respond this way. Like I no longer do that. Or And, and another big thing too, you know, now I ask him to do things like in the most genuine and loving way, because not only do I love him tremendously, but I, I love the way he responds in his own way, right? I don't want him to respond like I do. I don't want him to do it the way I do because he has a better way of doing it in his own way. So again, paying attention to these three things, um, going over it again, you know, identifying if you're taking control, if you're asking for help versus demanding, and or are you in number three, are you um, lacking the communication that you really need to have with your husband and not allowing that to later down the line, you know, become an issue or something that um, is going to require more of your attention than just doing it now in that moment. So I hope that this episode blesses you and it really just resonates with you regardless of where you are um, in your journey with your husband and really any relationship, right? But again, I gave the example here as a husband, especially if you're dual military. So, all right, ladies, that's all that I have for you today. And if this episode resonated with you and it has helped you, I want to ask you to please leave me a review. You have no idea what it would mean to me. And, you know, I would love to give you a shout out here also on this podcast and also through my email. So go ahead, go to iTunes and go to the podcast, scroll down to the bottom, rate this podcast, leave me a review. And I cannot wait to read what you have to say and how this episode and podcast has impacted you and your family. All right. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Bye. Hey, lady, if this podcast helped you, challenged you, or inspired you in some way, please leave me a written review for the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with another military sister. Helping you integrate balance, prioritization, and growth in your relationship with God is my ultimate calling. I'm so blessed that you are here. And please join us in the Faith-Led Military Women community on Facebook at bit.ly forward slash beyond the military GRP. Again, it is bit.ly beyond the military GRP. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.